Welcome to another Funky Friday at 5. This is the 15th edition, so it's the Funky Friday at 5 on the 15th. And um, I'm your host, Mitch Hampton. I'm going to adjust camera a little bit here. Um, so what is there to say? It's Good Friday. It's also, uh, from what I understand, Passover. And it's uh, Earth Day is coming up. Uh, there are taxes on the 18th, from what I understand. And uh, so I say shalom on this Friday. And uh, since I'm seated at the piano, I thought I would do something a little unexpected because that's our theme song. But I use that theme song in what I'm currently composing, which is the last movement in my piano quintet. And I got it somewhere here. Yeah, here it is. This is my chicken scratch. It's called Get Down. And um, this is, of course, is a, <laughs> is a string quartet, right, with piano. But I use the same, look what I do here. I use the same thing. So I have a. some time, which is, you know, my nod to minimalism a little bit. Um, but, you know, this is a principle I talked about last year. I did a couple of audio shows about music or composition. And the most important thing, at least in my music, is dramatic contrast. Because the world changes, we change, personalities conflict, characters conflict in life, and you're not always happy, you're not always sad. Etc. and so on. So we have this, this thing here. contrast and that's the actually first time in the piece that um, departs from you know this this you know departs from that and I got it and I even have this all this lot I've spent too much time on that that's too I, I hope I'm not boring boring you all with that but um, let's get down to the the top portion of the show I'm gonna move my um, sitting in my chair here and trying to figure out how I'm going to approach today's topic because it's, it's an unusual topic, I think. Um, there was a vogue, I, oh, there is maybe still in, mem in memoir writing, creative nonfiction, 
of um, uh, of taking um, objects in people's lives um, and showing the, the 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 emotional, you know, psychological, historical significance of that object as it applies to the human being, right, the individual life, and so. Um, you know, uh, uh, for example, I guess a, uh, not me, but I guess somebody like a, uh, an author who is female will write about, uh, if she likes black dresses, she'll write about all the black dresses she's owned or something, or she, or she might write about a communion dress. And, and there's a whole, there's a whole, um, I think it's a genre maybe it's a whole, it's a very, you know, I'm, I was like, so basically I think. 20 years ago, I was always, I was reading this stuff when it was coming out, not all of it, because I don't, I don't, I don't love all of it, but I would often go to these literary, um, these literary salons and, you know, because I was living in Boston, I would, <laughs> would get into all these very, you used to say highfalutin, very tony, highbrow sort of um, uh, programs on the dais would be Harold Bloom or somebody or Wendy Lesser, you know, and just really um, interesting people. And, and, but they would always discuss the state of fiction, the state of writing, you know, where is writing? And they, they were, um, it was notable that there were these books being written like this. Um, and, um, you know, so I don't know if that has anything to do with today's show, but uh, I'm gonna talk about my briefcases because I've been carrying a briefcase I think every day of my life, if I leave the house or the apartment since I would say 1982, it's now 2022, right? So look at this. That's me. And look at that political. Now that I, I don't want you to get, this is in New York. I don't want you to get um, distracted by the political graffiti. Although, um, this, this is, I was actually going to a piano audition and I, I, this would have been 1982. I would have been 12, 13. Look at my haircut. I've got that Nicholas Bradford A's enough haircut held over from the late seventies, but look, I have a briefcase. And um, it's a, uh, I don't want to speculate on who did that graffiti. I mean, I'm guessing the time period, it would have been one of those, um, PLP or RCP, one of those very extreme Marxist-Leninist sects that were that were popular and are popular now. But I like that graffiti actually, and I, I sort of took my picture in front of that. That was in Manhattan. Um, I have so much to share. Um, this won't be the last live stream, hopefully, so I won't have to squeeze it all into this show. But um, you saw the picture of me in the snowstorm. So if you look on on the Facebook, on the picture. Uh, that was in front of my house in 1995. And a tree, it was like three feet of snow. And a tree broke off and impaled this, this man's vehicle. And, I, and I'm standing there with a briefcase with my picture next to it. Um, and that's kind of, that's the winners, what they would be like in Boston, how they could get. Um, and, you know, I sort of, uh, I sort of, um, you know, this is, this is a, this is the same era of the 90s. There's, there it is again, there's a briefcase. I, I don't think this is the same one from 82, it's unlikely, but um, I would invest in, in a good briefcase, just like I always invested 
and this is a time when I did when I did have some money. Uh, this is a long time ago, some time ago, and I would invest in very good quality things, just like uh, my clothes, my wardrobe. I would invest in a, in a, a coat and a shirt and thing. But I also thought I wanted one because I was using the briefcase every day. And so I figured, why do I want to have a bad briefcase? I can use it every day. It's got to be a good one. But for the very first time in my life, when I moved to the Asheville area in North Carolina, I actually got a bespoke briefcase. And that's what I've got right here. And I chose these two leathers. Isn't that beautiful? And so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a shameless uh, other promotion. This is Paul Taylor, not the dance company, although that's that's a whole other Paul Taylor dance company is amazing Esplanade. But no, this is Paul Taylor sandal makers and leather in Asheville. Yes, Paul Taylor, and it's a guy named Evar made this. And then there was another dude that works with him who's very has a rock and roll look. He has a, all these elaborate tattoos and he wears really skinny tight jeans and he does and they make they do beautiful work and they made this and you know i had a, dis a disagreement with them they're in, they're against zippers it's some strange to me strange ideological rule belief that you must have a buckle and not a zipper i don't know it's something you're into and they didn't want to bend i'm like well can you you know i want to have a zipper and but they put in the zipper you know um you know, because I was paying for it, you know, and it, it's, but it's a beautiful zipper. It's funny. They never do it. They'll make a special exception if someone's a pain in the ass like myself or is paying good money for it. But, you know, then <laughs> they put this zipper in here and this zipper is the best zipper I've ever had in anything I've ever owned. Not that I've owned that much really, you know, but in trousers even. And so I'm thinking, you know, they don't believe in it, but they did it and they did, they did the best zipper. So go figure. So, why briefcases? Why? Why in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, in my teens, in my 20s? Why? Well, here's the thing. I kind of want to be prepared for a sort of cataclysmic event or an accident. And to me, uh, the worst thing, one of the worst things about the state of affairs is more than one bad there's more than one bad thing we could say about that. Sure, that should happen. Um, heaven forbid is stuck with nothing to do and nothing to read. Gotta have my book. So that's really what it is. And so basically, in these briefcases, you know, let's say a car breaks down. Let's say I'm in a taxi. Let's say the subway breaks down. I have my briefcase, and I'll have you know. And look, I got look what I got in here. Let's open it up. I've got this. Um, I'm studying Hannah Arendt now in preparation for should she accept uh, Samantha Rose Hill come on the show. And I'm trying to basically read everything Hannah Arendt wrote, wrote. And so I'm reading her last work called Life of the Mind, which is in three parts. The third was not written. It was it's thinking, willing, and judging is the part she didn't get to because she died. But I'm in the thinking part. So I've got that. But look, I've got all these books. I've got this, which I'm going to be talking about on the show. On, I think it's on the 29th. My producer, producer Laurie will know when it is. I'm going to do a book lunch and discuss this wonderful book. I've got, um, I'm really into Carl Jaspers, 
He's totally neglected. Nobody talks about Jaspers. They talk about everybody else. They'll talk about, you know, Derrida, and they'll talk about Max Weber. They don't talk about Jaspers. It's a beautiful, just beautiful. And she, the reason, major reason I'm reading is that he was such an influence on Hannah Arendt, actually, and they had correspondence in his letters. So it's just a lot of books, you know? I mean, as are Nafizi, read dangerously. This book, so, you know, if you're stuck somewhere, you could pull out a book, you know? Let's say people are bored and you could pull out what's here. I don't know, read from it, right? You could say, well, she's talking about Azar Nafizi, who's been on our show, I wanna have her back, <clears throat> is talking about reading Toni Morrison's, um, Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye. Now she chose that novel. She could have chosen uh, Son of Solomon, which is the one I read around that time, but she's talking about, um, um, I remember so well when I first read The Bluest Eye. It was during one of my trips in the 90s to the United States. You remember that between the winter of 1989 and 90 and 97, when I migrated to the US for good? She's writing to her father, like a memory of her moving from around to the US. I would travel there for speaking engagements with some conferences. I don't need to remind you that not, not, not long after I returned to Iran in 79, my passport was taken. Ironically, because of my anti-government activities during the Shah's time, and I could not leave the country for another 11 years. This was an emotional time for me, during which I began to believe that I would never be able to leave Iran, never mind return to America. You must remember, Father, how I kept bugging you about my predicament and how you prescribed patience, reminding me in vain that things never stay the same. I'm not gonna get to the Morrison. I mean, I, I should, I could. I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole, see, see so, if I pull this book out in a, in an, during an accident or like if something's closed, oh, here's a good reason. Another good reason for having a briefcase is if a movie's late starting. If you're going to the movies and the projection's broken or something, or I don't know, but, you know, things happen. You got something to read, you know, it's so important. So it's really, it's mainly for books. And also like, you know, I don't know what else I got in here. I got, you know, I got this because I'm always, um, I'm always trying to write letters to people that I care about that are important to me. And I, and they're, that's a very serious endeavor. Like my letters, I'm pretty serious about my letters. Um, I don't just like, I don't just dash off a note and send it to somebody. <laughs> I don't just dash off a note and send it to somebody. I like write a letter and they're slow. And like, they're in, so I gotta have a place for my letters. You know, back when I was had more of a personal life than I have now, you know, there's other things in here, but then I've got, I've got things like, see, this is the thing, you know, um, this is the thing about living here in Weaverville is like, it was 39 degrees this morning, I think, was it, or was it yesterday? And then it, and then it goes up to 69 at noon, <laughs> you know, and then the evening it's 40. So, you know, I don't know, you just sort of got to pack a scarf. I, I don't want to bore anybody, but then, you know, but basically that's the briefcase. And so it's sort of like, 
if I led a different life or if I lived a life in which I had a car, you know, like a, like a Volkswagen bug or a station wagon or a Hyundai or a, a Porsche or a, a Maserati or a Austin Healey, you know, and there's these alternate niches that have these other lives. It's not my life for a, a Ferrari or a, a BMW, you know, these kind of a truck, pickup truck. I probably would have this stuff in the vehicle, right? Is that what people do? Or if I was, um, if I lived the life of a, of a, um, I'm trying to find the right words. I'm, I'm male, but if I lived what is a more, um, I, don't, I don't know the words, a, a common sort of um, lifestyle of, of, say, a woman, I'd have a purse, right? So it's kind of, um, it's kind of, um, it's kind of like that. But you know, uh, this, these briefcases that I've had. Um, Cause a cause a lot of hostility in other people. They often don't like it that I have it. They get very um, because people uh, often project things onto things. They project things onto well. We all do. We all we know. There's the things in the world, and then we, we receive the things that are in the world, like a movie, like a book, like a picture, like mu music, and we we don't receive it purely. We don't receive it directly. We receive it for what we think it is, and we put all bring all this stuff to it. And so, you know, I don't know, briefcases, you know, but, you know, it's, 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 it's just fun, you know. Life, you know, life is short and you got to, why are they on my case? Oh, see, uh, our producer, Laurie, is, a, is, a, is actually an expert. This is something, I am not like this, what I'm going to say. She's, so she's a real word person, more than I am. She, she can develop, she's one of these people that can develop puns. And can start and can start spinning wordplay almost like she's Tom Stoppard or something, you know. And I think I don't know if it's her training or I think it's partly she was born that way, but I think it's also partly maybe her classical education. She's got a real facility, and so she's very quick. And so she said she could go. If you ever stuck in a room with Floyd Strickland, and she starts going into that mode of words and puns, she 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 can she could be a joke writer. I don't know why she, she could be hired as a joke writer for um, for um, for a, a talk show or for a comedy show or something. I don't know. So that's that's. I hope you don't mind me speaking speaking of you that way because she's our producer and you know you may not know that about it. So I, I you know I brought a lot of um, a lot of things, but I'm not going to know if I can get to all of them. But. Um, Um, this is, um, I developed this hard listening style of music and you can get these, um, these piano albums of mine on Bandcamp and CD Baby. This is part two. And I had it, had a, um, and I think I actually talked to, um, Hannah, who did this photograph about having a briefcase in the, I was almost going to have, you know, like a case or a, a kind of a thing here, but I think we did, we advise, you know, advised against it. But um, that's kind of funny. What does all this stuff mean? Well, I've had all these travels and I've had all these experiences traveling, um, you know, and I always taking my briefcase. And, you know, my briefcase has been in snowstorms and it's been in, it's been in, um, this is me in Prague um, recording my piano concerto 
it with the Prague Radio Orchestra. And this was right after the fall of the Berlin Wall is that kind of golden period or that sort of very exciting, alive with possibilities period between 92, yes, between 1992 and 95. And this was, I think, 95, 96. And this is on the bridge. This is a very famous bridge in Prague. And so, you know, it's funny. I look at these photographs and I look at them. Um, here's a photograph from high school. This is, um, this is me and Clara Ponte, who's become a superstar. She's become a superstar um, pianist and, and sort of a, a pop singer, folk singer. She writes her own material. She's the, the daughter of Jean-Luc Ponte, the violinist. And this is in the cafeteria. So I mean, I've been going through all these like these pictures and these kind of these kind of um, you know, this is this is this is me at a white piano. I used to have a white piano in the '90s, and this is the same. This is the same. Uh, this is the same apartment where we had that three-foot snowstorm where the guy's car got impaled, and I got some publicity shots because I was doing. Um, I was doing. Um, I was doing these strange gigs. Like I was just sort of desperate for work at that time. Not desperate, but I mean, somebody says you want to do this and somebody I knew do these tunes and yeah, and they had a gig and you get paid. It was just a very, it's interesting to think about that time because I was, because I have photos of that time. Like you would, it was a, there was a, um, like a, like a society musicians and it was what you would call sort of commercial music, but it was sort of, it was kind of, you know, kind of general business. They called it GB music, you know, it was very big for 20 years. And you would get a call from someone and you'd go out and like, you know, the thing about it is, is that, and I have real rich memories of this. I mean, I have all kinds of stories. I won't, at some point I'll get into it. But one, you know, the thing about it is, is that the material that we did and the material was the material, you know, like the material was like, you know, popular songs or like you're playing a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah or a, um, a wedding or something. But then there's the musicians and the musicians um, were often so good. And it was such a joy to play with musicians that good that it's, it's interesting. It's almost like the material didn't matter. I mean, the material matters, of course. You know, you want to play the song correctly. Here's a picture of me. Look at that. We had matching, we're playing in a, in a we're matching, matching tie. You had to wear these awful ties that, 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 and I'm playing this keyboard. I mean, I've got, I've got tons of stuff, but always the briefcase. But what I was saying about these musicians is that um, I felt that the musicians were really good. And so, You know, we would be playing this material, and I, I guess what I'm trying to express, and it's hard because it's a very philosophic thing, is that it be, it becomes it becomes transformed because we're playing it, and I, it's live music. So even though it's in a context, <clears throat> it's in a context that's slightly compromised. By which I mean, it's it's business and it's commercial and it's kind of got a it's got things about it that are compromised. In other words, not ideal. In other words, it isn't like I just played something and I'm, I wrote this week. 
I'm writing this concert piece. It isn't that. It isn't wholly original. And it isn't something that I'm creating. And it was, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a business work aspect to it. But because the musicians are good and because things about the moment and the aliveness, it actually makes it, makes it uh, special, if that makes any sense at all. And I don't really know, I don't really, you know, it, it, it's actually, um, I don't really know how to talk about it, but I think it's kind of a, um, it's kind of, um, um, it's kind of a, um, like some would call it spiritual, but it's kind of a transformative thing. And I actually, the reason why I'm talking about it is that my hard listening idea came from those experiences. So it came from me wondering, you know, if I could express something about the meaning of that in a way that's, that's transformed. Cause I like to put things together that don't necessarily fit together, you know, and don't really, um, I can see that the Amazon in their, in their idiocy or their wisdom have, have, have targeted my album as being explicit lyrics because the word hard is in it. And I was actually advised cause I wanted to, I wanted to do, um, I was advised by a producer. I wanted to, because the concept of music is like based on easy listening music, right? And sort of the idea of music that's for a function or like music or background music that I would use elements of that very language but transform it. I thought, well, why don't we call it hard listening music? But a lot of people said no, you know. And so look, Amazon, Amazon is reminding me that even though there's no lyrics, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not, you know, I don't have a. I'm not, I'm not saying about getting, getting, getting busy or anything. It's just music. But it's funny. It's just we live in a world where things just kind of, you know. I guess I could talk to Amazon and say, why is that in there when there's no words? Or maybe, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we live, you know, you live in the world that you're in. You know, we're all in the world. And then, you know, I laugh about it a lot. Like it makes me laugh. Because I think it's funny. I don't know why, but I mean, I can see not everybody would be amused by it. But you know, just these things are funny to me. But um, so those are my briefcases over the years. Um, and you know, this latest one is you know, I kind of, I kind of think you know, I don't know. I think the world's changed a lot, you know, of course, well, we know that it has, you know, and I think that, um, I think when things constantly change, it's a good idea to have something constant, you know, kind of like a constant, like practicing the piano every day, right. Or a constant, like, um, some, some people love to talk about hygiene. That's another thing too, is that people talk about hygiene in public now. They, they didn't used to, and it's a change. People like to, but, you know, th there's rituals that, that you do every day, you know, like taking a bath, right, taking a shower. And um, and, ha and this briefcase is sort of like that. And so it's a good thing to have. And, and I, I think, uh, and, you know, you may be stuck, you know, and there may be a traffic jam. <laughs> I pity the poor person with me because I may pull out one of these books and start reading about, I mean, God knows what I, what I, might, what I might have. So, um, there's a picture of me when I was a child, 
doing my magic show. Um, I, it looks like I had to polish my nails. It looks like it's weird. It's like I'm in a tree there. This this would have been in um in Tampa, Florida. But look, I had that same haircut. Like it took me forever to get rid of that haircut. I had the same haircut ten years later. I guess it's easy. This bowl, this bowl cut. But I but I, you know doing these little magic shows because I was I was forced. Well, not forced. You know, my dad was like a stage father kind of, and you know because he loved magic and. He said, well, why don't you want to do these magic tricks and get on a TV show and, you know, entertain the kids and, the, you know, and I, and I guess um, the hardest thing about being a child magician was memorizing the moves because I had to pull a rabbit out of a hat and I had to, you know, and this is before I ever touched an instrument. Like this is before my musical uh, studies. You know, I was, go I was going home after these magic shows. I was lis listening to music and really getting deep into Copeland and Miles Davis, you know, and Weather Report and listening to all this music. So I was absorbing it. And I think one of the reasons why I listened to so much music is I didn't have access to an instrument. And I used to fantasize about what it would be like to play a keyboard because I didn't have one. So it's interesting. To, it's interesting to think about me doing these little plays and these, these magic shows. And after the magic show is over, you know, you, you, you kind of, you listen to an album and thinking, well, one day maybe I'll have an upright piano, which I did eventually. I have a little upright piano and play these little exercises, you know, that the teacher, Violetta Mendizi, Violetta Mendizi, uh, the, these exercises and you learn. Then, you know, it's funny, you end up here in, in, in this town, in this, in this home. And I'm doing these these streaming shows, so it's really remarkable. I sort of feel like I've had a, a um, you know, I, I feel like I've lived many lifetimes somehow, and I've had many experiences. It really feels that way to me, even though I know in some ways my life has been very uneventful. I've never married or had kids, which is extraordinary. I mean, you know, you're almost a pariah in our society if you do if you don't do either one of those things. It seems, but you know, I, I have my reasons, you know, and then, I mean, there's a lot of things I haven't done. You know, I don't change a tire. I don't drive. That's a big thing. These, there's a lot of things in life, but even though these things in life, which of course are very important for people and I get that I haven't done them, but it feels like I've done the equivalent in terms of rich, richness of experience. And in terms of, um, of, um, I don't know that I feel like I've, I've, I've seen a lot of things and I try to talk about them on here and I try to talk about them in my blog posts. So for example, in my blog post, if I'm writing about something that seems to have nothing to do with anything personal, you know, um, there's a little bit of personal thing in it. I try to bring something in like, you know, when I saw Valley Girl, when I did a show with Laurie about Valley Girl, I, I was on a date when I saw that show at a mall in Tampa and she and the girl that I was with who I was really crazy about hated this movie which is weird because the movie was targeted it was made for female audience strange you can never predict what someone's gonna like or not like and I remember she had hair like Cindy Lauper and it was in the early 80s and so I you know it's funny I might talk about that experience of being on the date you know as much as I talk about the movie Valley Girl or Nick Nick Cage or something you know and so to me, it all is the same. It's all a snapshot. It's a snapshot of reality that when we, we have a snapshot, we have this, um, you know, the, the uh, me and the tree, 
And then the snapshot opens up things. And then we, out of that, we have a piece of music or we have a book or we have a novel or a TV show because I'm watching some TV shows like, um, you know, uh, been watching Julia and Minx and um, the girl from Plainville. That's a whole other discussion. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, and so th things emerge from things. And so it's like starting with the photograph or starting with the briefcase, just like those books I was talking about where people wrote about their black dress or wrote about their, um, you know, their, um, I mean, Megan Dumb wrote a whole book that I failed to mention when she was on my show about real estate, about being a homeowner. I mean, this is you know you can write about you can write about anything. Basically, as I'm saying, you can make art about literally anything. And so, what makes the art valuable or interesting is what you do with the thing, like what the thing opens up. So that it's not really about a briefcase. It's about you know, people hated Mitch's briefcase, pain in the ass guy. Always has that goddamn briefcase. Why does he have that briefcase kind of thing? You know? <laughs> but, you know, you know, I might pull something out of that briefcase that somebody might really love. So, you know, again, you may, you may dislike the briefcase, but there might be something in it that might, you know, be of use to you or not. I don't know. So that's it for uh, this show um, on the 15th. And I hope you, uh, whatever your beliefs or practices, and to quote a former president, even if you are a free thinker or a non-believer that you have something to do or some way to observe one of these many um, sort of important days coming up in the upcoming week. And I'm doing a concert here in a week. I'm doing, yes, thank you. I'm doing a, um, I think that's on the 24th on a Sunday with a trio right here. And, you know, there's a guy who has a um, show called Culturally Determined. His name is Ari Cohen Wade, and his show has been on for many years now. And he's a guest, he's an upcoming guest on our episode, and he talks about, you know, um, what it's like to, um, to host a show when he never ever wanted to host a show. He was a he was a scholar. He was a research man in the back in the back in the studio, and somehow he finds himself hosting his own show. I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting. That I, I hope you listen in because it's interesting because he's an introvert. You know, he's really introverted, but he's actually really good. Well, like 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 a lot of introverts, he's good at being at doing things involving other people. Interestingly enough, right? So because he because he doesn't, I think because he doesn't. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't lunge at people, you know, he doesn't, you know, he lets, draws people out, you know, I try to do that on my shows, but that's coming up and there's so much going on. There's an episode now with a wonderful painter, Alec, Alexandra Carter. There's a lot to listen to. You don't have to listen to it when it drops. You can, the thing about, that's the thing about the internet and about one of the positive things about the world we're in now is you could, you know, you can, you can listen to it four in the morning. It's, it's, um, it's um, it's not time sensitive, and even sometimes the topics we discuss aren't time sensitive. I guarantee you, even if we do a topical show, if we talk about a TV show that came out that dropped this week, that you know maybe a few years from now that TV show that people might still be talking about it. 
for some different reason, probably not for the reason that was the intent of the creators, which is often which is often the case, right? Where you know. So thank you for tuning in and I hope to do I promise my producer I'm gonna do more uh spontaneous pop-up streams. So thank you. <laughs>